we're back for another exciting episode of Set for Life with Kente Scott. And today we're going to be talking about the business of comedy. Kente, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. kind of just get right into it. I want to say one more thing about the Comedy Cafe, because I can't comment on all the other things you just did, <laughs> is that you get up and you talk to the crowd. Mm -hmm. So I do want to jump into money. We come into the money. <laughs> is that you can also host things. Mm -hmm. You get asked sometimes to host yes. and different things. Like yes. You can be a host, and then one of the things about you hosting Comedy Cafe is you don't repeat your material. Yeah. Uh, my second, the second Comedy Cafe we did, I did the same material from the, because as a comedian, when you're doing road shows, you're usually doing different audiences. Yeah, it's easier to so, find a new yeah, group than to write new find, material. Exactly. It's, it's much it's, easier to find a new I, group. Man, I need to tell my daddy that. Right. That's amazing. But yes, that is, that, so that's what we do. And Dino was like, we're, we're going to have repeat customers here. This congregation is going to come enjoy the comedy cafe. So you can't have the same jokes as last month. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I need you to write a whole new set every month. And what it did was, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive. So once you say, do this, then I'm be like, okay, I'm gonna do everything to make it happen. But I was scared to death on that third show because I had never done, because it's basically when you do a whole new set for a new audience, you're basically an extended open mic, and you're trusting, try, you're, you're, trying. you're trying all new material on the audience and hoping that they get it. But it taught me two things. And it taught me uh, that I can write on the fly mm -hmm. and I can write for any audience. But it also taught me to trust the comedy in me. Mm -hmm. It trusts my delivery and trusts uh, my passion, if you will, for, for what I'm talking about and have fun with it. And once the audience, because comedy, I tell people, is 85% confidence, 15% material. That's true. That's so true. if you have confidence, if you have 85% confidence in your material, they're going to they're gonna jump on board. And, and they'll be like, I, I, I didn't know where you was going, but I, I saw you, when you got there at the end, I was with you the whole time. So that's part of it. So that literally helped me grow as a comedian because every month for six years, I've done 15, 20 minutes of all new material, sometimes written, sometimes on the fly. All right, let's say a lesson learned. I'm going to tell you what God, is do, what God did in your life. Mm -hmm. and that is that, Kente, I was, I was sitting here doing an interview, a uh, conversation with someone, and someone said, comedians like coming in so that they can breathe, we can expand, give them 15 minutes, mm -hmm. like what you said a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And in doing that is that you give them room to breathe. That's actually giving you room. Yeah. Because now, if you can go 30 minutes, and you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying 30, 40 minutes, because you got 10 minutes at the beginning, you got to, right. you know, when everybody's getting seated, and mm -hmm. you know, you're doing, then you got to, you know, pick on Dennis Lauderdale and then go around a little bit, right. and then got to say something about my shoes. Yeah. And, you know, do, <laughs> yeah. do that. And then, and then my wife, anyway, last. But anyway, so the, this is, so then you, you hit all that. Mm -hmm. Then in between comedians, you go a little bit longer. Right. So then now, when you go on the road. Yes. And they say, hey, you got 30 minutes. You're like, Shh. That's easy work. Yes. They'd be like, you got 25 minutes? Oh, we good to go. 
Uh, when we when we on the forum, Prince was on. Yes. Singing, and, and he got rid of his management group. Gosh, mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. And uh, it wasn't full. He walked out there, and it was like a third full. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, everybody, uh, it's 15 bucks or 10 bucks to get yes. in. And he goes like this. It's 8 o'clock. Call your friends. Tell them to come down here. I'm going to go three hours. Right. Yes. You know what he's basically saying? I got three hours exactly. worth of songs. Yeah. Like, he yeah. is like, oh, we going to sing Purple Rain and Walmart. Right. Right. Or we going to do the extended remix of Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> right. he's, yes. he's got the... You got, you see got that? the material. So when you do something and mm-hmm. you're doing something, it's a gift and you're doing what God has for you. That's that's that that is a blessing. Good, yes. good, good, good. Yeah. All right, can I go into the money? You know, I know you've been okay, waiting okay, to get you like he come to money. Part. So when somebody starts off and they're a comedian mm-hmm. or things, how do how let's start with how do you make money and how do comedians how well, do comedians make money? When you start off as a comedy, you do not get paid. You get paid in food and drinks. Yes. Uh either a chicken plate and sodas right. or a drink ticket. Because the comics don't have a union, so there is no barometer, there is no gauge, there is no there is no low point right. on what a comic can get paid. There's no, no there's no minimum wage. Yeah, like you're in SAG. If I show up on a set, be it extra, a SAG extra, a SAG principal, SAG one liner, I know what I'm getting paid oh. based on what I'm doing. No matter how many hours I'm there. No matter how many days, I know where it starts and I know what I'm, and it goes up from there. Comics, you can get paid in food or you can get paid in laughs. So when you start out, like comics, like, I want to be a comedian. Yeah. And like, okay. I have a job. <laughs> Keep working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep working until, until, your work, until your comedy is working for you so much that you don't have to work anymore. Right. And even then, you should probably still have something you can do online. Something you can do, like the, comics right. can write. Like, comics, if you're a good comic, you should be able to write, you should be able to teach, you should be able to do something where if you have good Wi-Fi and a laptop, you can still make money while you're not on stage. Right. So, starting out, nothing. Uh, when you start in your first hosting gig, it might be $50. It might be $50, and you host the whole night. Um, then, it, 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 as a feature, your money increases. You can get three, $400 if you're on the road. Uh, for a weekend, and then the headliner. The headliner depends on your your notoriety, how famous you are. Right. Like uh, you can go anywhere from twelve hundred to fifty thousand dollars. Those the Dave Chappelle and fifty million Dave Chappelle uh, right. cast like that. But those are the the extreme outlier headliners. But right. club headliners, you can you can do like I said, from twelve hundred to fifteen twenty thousand dollars a show. In the comedy club. Gotcha. So that's being a, there's, so let's hit all the aspects. Mm-hmm. There's a comedian. Yes. Okay. Then there is the host mm-hmm. that you can do hosting. Yes. That's one comedy. But then do you also host corporate events? Oh, corporate yes. Events? Oh, that is, that is the great. No, no, no. We need nobody on Corporate thing. events are the best because corporate events have a corporate budget. They sure do. I have been a keynote speaker. <laughs> Keynote, which take. for a comedian means come do your comedy for thirty-five to forty minutes. You can't even talk about politics, but you can't talk. You can't talk about politics. Corporate events will tell you what we want you to talk. Sign a piece of paper. Yes, you can't talk about politics because you don't know who's in the room. No, they don't want to mess up their money. You can't talk about corporate America because you're at a corporate oh, yeah. event. So you really are talking about you, your friends and family, and your upbringing. Right. So they they and corporate events. 
hire you because of you, not because of what your views could be on the, the, the racial outlook of America, which is not saying don't talk about what's passionate to you. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a corporate event, they will let you know these are the things you can talk about, these are the things you can't talk about. But here's the check we're going to give you right. to talk about the things that you can talk about. I'm going to throw in one more thing also. And they're, they're buying you, but actually the person that I, when I'm dealing with these people, at least for black history, when I'm, when I'm yeah. doing keynotes, they actually just want to have a nice event and it come off and there's no problem. Oh, yes. yes. So that, that's so. Yes. And then also, one more thing, guys, you have to sign a wait. You have to yes. sign a piece of paper that says that's a contract. You ain't, you're not going to do this and that. Right. And then before you receive the money, right? Yes. So right next oh, to yes. that. Right it's way before that, right. but, but the, the money is, is great. And, but here's the, here's the thing. If you are good at what you do, you can add, slide in something if you really are passionate about it. Like I, every Black History Month, I get hired to do corporate events. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we want to do Black History. Fantastic? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been, I'm changing my name. I've been Black History Month okay. ever since sixth grade when I went to an all-white <laughs> middle school. And they you were like, Kente. You got the outfit and everything? Yeah. They were like, Kente, tell us about black history. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yes, you do. Your name is Kente. Yeah. So, uh, but I, every Black History Month, I go and I did it uh, for a, a power company. I won't say the name because I don't know if, if, if we are sponsored by them or not. But they were like, it was Black History Month. So I said, I'm going to go find little known black history facts and create and make them into jokes. So uh, it was... Uh, like a black man created the elevator. Yeah. I was like, if it wasn't for brothers, all work would be on the first and second floor. <laughs> all the big people would never be able to get to the eighth floor. It's like, I ain't taking them stairs. You're fired. So black people, oh, black people have saved corporate America. <laughs> You're welcome. So I was able to take those little, which would, could be, you know, racially or politically divisive uh, uh, facts. Because black, black folks have made most of what America has made money off of in terms of inventions and creations, but I made them funny. Right. And after that, they were like, we got to have you back every month. And every month, you, every Black History Month you come back, we need to have more Black History Month facts. And I was like, oh, Dang, Lord, now I got to get a whole book. Now you can do the peanuts yeah, and everything. You got to exactly. bring the whole thing. I had to get down to ice cream and everything. Gotcha. All right. Back yes. to, okay, but separate life, big thing that you do at learning. Number one is you got a whole nother stream of income. Mm -hmm. From not only hosting, but then doing Black History Month. Yes. And then now that the world is flat, now it's changed. Everything is doing. Now I just see you now making a YouTube channel, Black History Facts. And then, <laughs> yes. and then you, yes. you stand up and you do them, and then you send it to. You right. find that power company, then you call up the other power companies that are on the other side of things. Yeah. Just just change the opening. Exactly. Or better, that better just get. You know, I got three hundred people working behind me. Hey. What you do is get one of those two ninety nine to go ahead and edit. It. Just edit in and just put the name in right. the front and then, then hey. do it. I like that. But no, but I'm, I'm but I mean, like I'll, you see how you can do it. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure, make sure everybody knows, hey, these are other streams of income. Mm -hmm. So then now we, we went over comedian. Then we also went over hosting, but then also using that for corporate events. Can I go into you being a trainer? Yes. Um, uh, I came one, I came to, uh, off of Pico by oh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. The yeah, I came down there. This was way before the pandemic yeah. and everything like that. And you were... Help uh, tell us about con con contagious, contagious comedy. Contagious comedy boot camp. Uh, okay, boot camp. It, yes, okay, boot camp. Like, you know, we I marching, y'all. Like, we I feel marching. like I feel we like a comedy. I feel like a comedy sergeant. <laughs> at some point, I'm barking at them like a sergeant <laughs> talking to uh, new recruits. Right. But it, it it comes back from the class I took with Judy Carter, yeah. uh, the showcase. I I mean the workshop I did with her. 
it was it taught me the the basis of comedy. So for years, I'd be like, something's missing. And then the class I came to see you yeah. in David Arnold's class. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, he's doing it. I can do it as well. So I, but it was it's the same structure. Is right. it's six weeks. Um, you, it doesn't level. Doesn't matter what level of comedy you are. You could have never told a joke on right. stage, or you can be telling jokes all the time, and you just want to. You're 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 in a writing rut, and you want a different perspective. So I helped the person build a five to seven minute set. Uh, we 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 showcase you at the end of that six week session. Every every week you come in, you bring in five new jokes. Right. And I don't care what they are. I don't care, and I say, if you, if, if you are a, a person who cusses, just write the jokes without cussing in them. Just write the jokes clean. If you want to add the seasoning, you can do that, but I need the meat. So then you come in with the jokes. I tell them the best thing you can write, talk about because the only, only thing unique to comedy is you. So what's unique to you is you and your, your views on your family, your mm-hmm. job, and your relationships friendships and and uh marital or dating relationships right so if you talk about those things first you won't ever have to be like somebody stole my joke nobody can ever steal my joke about my daughter because it's my daughter yeah so so i was like do that and then i i help them formulate them i tell them this is the basis of a joke there's a setup there's a premise which is the subject of your joke there's a setup which is the truth of your joke then there's the punchline, which can be as wild as you want it to be as long as it's funny, and that is a bold-faced lie. Like, my, set, my, my jokes about my father are so good to him that at this point he believes he said them. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you were that funny, you'd have been on stage a long time ago. Right. So that's the setup of jokes. So I'm like, you use this, which is the science of, it's a math product. Right. It's a math pro- project, uh, problem. If you know how to do addition and subtraction, you can elevate to calculus. But you have to know how to do 2 plus 2 equals 4. So that's the part of writing jokes. I'm like, if you start here, then I can help you get here. So I help them write the, I help them punch up the jokes. Like if they tell me something, I'm like that, and and inevitably they start with 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm like... You got five minutes. Right. You're gonna have to they're clean rambling. up. Rambling. Yes. Just, you're just getting yes. boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, and you're punching it up. Mm-hmm. That is so good. I'm giving you advice and everybody else your advice. One is, do you guys see like when you saw me go to um, Arnold, David Arnold's class? Yes. Which he has two Netflix specials. On yes, right exactly. Is this? Is that? I sat there the whole time and I was so quiet. I was just watching everything. Mm-hmm. I was trying to hone my craft from from, from right. sports, which is you watch really exactly. good people do it. Exactly. Just watch them, watch them, watch them. Mm-hmm. Like like you know sometimes. I, one time when I was coming up, people watch me go, you never laugh. And I'm like, I'm locking in on you guys. Right. Like, like a fighter pilot. Yeah. And what happens is I would lock in. And then this is so funny part. They, after the second week, they found out I was a pastor. <laughs> because when I would get up, they saw the, one, the confidence. Yes. All of my jokes were all kids, mm-hmm. women, and family, and they're all clean, and they right. were positive about women. Uh, you know what I mean? Because yes. congregation is mainly yes, women. Is mainly is mainly women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they would see how I would I would set it up. You know, right. and I'd say, "Hey, man, I'm just glad to be out the house." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, had this, I had this joke where I would talk about how I said, "Hey, man, just let me know in 15 minutes. My wife thinks I'm getting some milk. That I'm be. here right yes. or here right now." Yes. Then I would say, "Hey, by the way, my kids are in the car, and there's a hologram of me outside right now. <laughs> they're saying, sit down, be quiet. I'm almost there.'" Right. 
And then the people would lean in, I'd, and then I'd, boom, drop in the it. finances. Yes, yeah. And But see, they were ready to listen. Mm -hmm. And then now when I go places I can do it, I can set it up. Yeah. That's what then you remember that? Then the room. truth. Yes. And then you say something wild. Then you mm -hmm. laugh. They say, all right, let's come back to your credit score. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like people, whether you want to be a comedian, mm -hmm. whether you want to be a corporate speaker, where you want to do it, you've got to learn these elements. Right. It, it, it's like a, being, it's like a, a holding a holster. Yeah. And you're just using the same weapon. Mm -hmm. It's like the really good people got all the weapons. It's like, it's like the bat, was the uh, utility, utility, belt. utility belt. He didn't just have the batarang. He, like, he, yeah. he, he didn't had do that until they tell, yeah. tell you to come back next yeah. week. Yeah. Right. So, so he had everything in there. And that, like you said, it's just adding more weapons or more, more utensils to your craft. Right. Like even a good chef doesn't just have a spatula. Right. They got everything. Like you're going, like, what is all this? I need it right. in, in case I need it. And it can happen, makes things, the cook makes the things happen much mm -hmm. faster. Yes. They're using all of the, right. all the things right. and working with people. And mm -hmm. that is so good. I hope you continue to do boot yes. camps. You continue to train people. One other plug for them was at the church, we said we're going to give out uh, some money to somebody, whoever can be the best comedian. Oh, yes. And the person that came to your class mm -hmm. won. Yes. Now, personally, I think I could have won, but they wouldn't let me. You know, it was America's Funniest Home Videos when it, we right. can't be an employee. Or you whatever. can't be an employee. I was like, yes. you know, and doing it. But uh, I was one of the I was one of the people that cheered him on to yes. win. He went, Aaron. Yes, went, Aaron went your, was went, he went would, to your he class. Took, he took one of I want to say like my because I think I've done like maybe seven or eight boot camps at yeah. this point. So he was like in my second class. Yeah. And Aaron was, he also goes to Faithful Central, yeah. but he was quiet and. By the second week of class, I was like, you know, I got to ask people, so, you know, what do you do? And he's like, you know, do this. I said, are you married? Yes, I'm married. How long y'all been married? Like 15 years. My wife is why I'm here. Why are you not talking <laughs> about your marriage? I would be all I was over like, that. that is, that is, I said, you have a gold mine right there. He was like, no, she'll be mad. I said, no, she's not. No, she ain't. She, she she's still, I said, she signed you up. And she still lives with you. She knows what you what you're going to talk about before you talk about it. You have to utilize. It goes back to utility belt. You got to utilize everything that's in your goal. Your your life experiences as a comic is your personal gold mine. Right. So if you look walk look behind by a gold nugget, be like, I'm not even going to dig right there. Right. You could have a whole uh, gold rush right there, right. but you're like, I don't want to talk about that. Right. The 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 hardest thing I've ever I've had is the men who are aspiring to be comics or taking my boot camp to talk about the funniness of their relationship. I said, I'm not going to ever tell you anything that's going to get you divorced. Right. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be the reason because she's not going to put me on the lawsuit with you. I'm not going to be on the divorce <laughs> right. papers with you. But I said, there's fun in marriage and people in the audience who are in relationships or who are married Love to hear it because they love to. Because they're like, am I the only person going exactly. through this? Whatever, like when you get up, yeah. or when you interpret something about my, uh, you interpret something. Yeah. I'm always like, wow, okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's 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 my life too. That's that's our life too. And and couples like to laugh together. So I was like, do that. So when he won that, when he won the first uh, comedy cafe open mic. I was like, that's my kid. I mean, that's my student right there. That's right. <laughs> I was a proud father back then. And, 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 and just so you know, one more thing about him is we've been to events and everything, mm -hmm. and his voice and the yeah. way he talks and the way he interprets stuff. Yeah. I said, you, and he said of other people, 
A lot of people said that to him. I said, dude, you should go into comedy. Just yes. your voice, the way you do things, or the way because he, he's a big guy. Yeah. And his voice is like right. You know, and so, yeah. So it's like that. That's good. Yeah. Hey, so before we go, just a couple, a couple little things. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us some, some lessons, or just some life lessons, Ooh. things that you've learned in being in comedy, acting, and things, kind of coming to Hollywood that, that people should, I should say Hollywood, but just yes. coming into this industry, it'll be really good yes. entertainment for, for, people uh, to, for people to know. Always, always check your check. Like, <laughs> always check it. I know no, you like second, it. No, we have, we have to handle that. Okay. Always, always check, check your check. check. Uh, when I first started, I was eight, 17, 18 years old. Uh, my first agent, I did, I, I was getting what she gave me. If I called and said, hey, do I have some money? Oh, yeah, you got some money. I didn't know about year-to-date statements. I didn't know about the actual, uh, the actual check printout that you would get from the production company. I would get her handwritten thing. I made $7,000. That was good money as an 18-year-old. Right. When my W-2 came, I mean, yeah, my W-2 came at the end of the year, I didn't know. First of all, I'd never been a taxi before, so I was like, what this? What is this? I thought it was a misprint. <laughs> you can never have a misprint on your W-2. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought it said $27,000. I'd only received 7000 because I trusted the person who was working for me. Your agent, your manager is working for you. Okay. So if you're your own business, you need to check your check. Okay. So if, you're, if, you, if your money's coming in, you need to say, I need to see the year-to-date statement. I need to see uh, the, the, the receipts, uh, the check stuff from the production company. I need to, so I can, so I can reconcile. make sure, yeah, reconcile these between what you've given me and what they've sent you. And she stole $20,000 from me. So that was the hardest lesson I ever learned at 18. I could have had a great car. <laughs> my, pa- my mother called me and thought I was out here doing drugs in L.A. Because she got my W two as well because it went to it went to Oakland right. to my home address and she was like, um, "Do you need to talk to me about something?" I was like, "No," and she was like, "This thing says you made tw- almost thirty thousand dollars for one commercial," and I said, "No, I didn't. <laughs> I made seven thousand dollars for that commercial. It was good money too." She was like, "No, this W two says there is twenty seven thousand dollars. There's twenty some odd thousand dollars that's missing." that you need to let me know where it's from, or I'm coming down there and you coming back to Oakland <laughs> with me. Your mom gets you on stage and <laughs> yeah. checking all your stuff. Oh, she'll play. So uh, check your check. Like Oprah and Oprah Winfrey always said, whatever check goes out, I need to see who and how much it's going out for. Whatever check comes in, I need to know who it came from and how much it is. So you're your own industry in this, inter- in this show business side, in this show business. So don't be afraid of the business side of it. Right. Check your check. Make sure you're getting exactly what you're supposed to be getting so that you can know who, who's, who's honest with you. Right. And that's gotcha. the biggest thing I could tell him. Gotcha. I'm going to do one more life lesson, but then I'll show this, you guys. He said, check your check, but I won't say check and balance. Mm-hmm. So you guys, like every quarter, we should be looking at how much you made. Mm-hmm. Year to date, and then also he had signed a. I don't know yes. all things, but also he had signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Somewhere on that contract, it probably said twenty seven thousand dollars. Also on that contract, so keep those records. And if you don't have a financial person, you guys know on Set for Life we talked about several times is that you want to have a dream team. So right. you want to have a. You need to have a financial person. You need mm-hmm. to have a person that does your taxes because they would have been able to do estimated because yes. they should have held out estimated taxes. You right. filled out that 
on mm -hmm. a form, an I-9, before that, that, that happened. Right. I'm throwing these terms, you guys, we, we go over these in Set for Life. And then also the last check and balance would have been is that we'd have been checking in throughout the year at, mm -hmm. different, at, at different things. So the studio or the wherever that was, you said it earlier, yeah, the production, production company, would have yeah. sent you something mm -hmm. that you need to have that. Right. And then because sometimes people take it, uh, not sometimes, but people take advantage of people if you don't know. So that's right. a way of checking, uh, checking the check yes. and doing that. Gotcha. Any other? Any other? Uh, anything else you want to share? Anything if, else? If, if as a as a comedian, if if they agree to a certain amount, then hold them to that certain amount. Don't ever allow their door sales to in, uh, to affect what you're supposed to be paid. Because comics, we are never allowed. If if we say we're doing a show for two hundred dollars, I just throw that out there. We can't, and then when they say, well, I can only pay you 50, we've not given $50 worth of the jokes. We've given 100% of ourselves, so right. you deserve 100% of whatever you agreed to. Now, on the flip side, if you agree to $200 and you see that they've sold out the, the SoFi Stadium, right. you cannot go back and say, hey, man, you sold out <laughs> SoFi. You knew it was going to be a SoFi when it started. The potential to sell out SoFi was always there. So you cannot then go back and be like, well, I'm not performing or I'm not going to give everything because you only gave me 200 No, you have to agree to what you agree. Whatever you agree to, you have to own up to that. And you be responsible for owning up to that. Now, next time, <laughs> when you go do SoFi, you'll be like, uh, no, I've done SoFi. I know I need a whole lot more than this $200. Right. But that's the thing. If... if Whatever they've agreed to pay you is what you should be paid, and whatever you've agreed to be paid is what you're paid, regardless on both sides of what happens with the door sales. Great. Mm -hmm. Kente, thank you so much. Thank you. Us. Everybody online, type in the chat, give him a shout out. Yes. And everything like that. Also, uh, up and coming, check out his website. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, uh, kentescott.com. It's real simple. I can't get a day job, but I can definitely get my website first gone. Gotcha. And then one more thing for him. You guys, be ready for next Black History Month. He's going to have a whole new show. He's going to yep. have Black History Month. It's going to be produced and everything. It's going to be but some deep, deep, deep Black History. Deep Black there. History. All right? Yes. All right. Hey, Pastor George here with Set for Life. I pray you were blessed by this episode. Please join us on our next episodes and look forward to seeing you where we live our life by design, not by default.